Hello and welcome to Legion Outpost. Dave and Adam back in our house. Adam, how are you? I'm doing awesome, Dave. It's good to uh, sync up. We had oh, a, yeah. for the listeners, we had a uh, daylight savings debacle. We had a we had a time problem, very in keeping with the Legion. Like it was a bit of a time <laughs> issue, and I got lost in the bubble, uh, Superman style, and uh, was was yeah. you know wasn't quite sure where you were, wasn't quite sure where the rocket ship was. <laughs> To link up for the, yep. you know, another 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 episode. Yeah, Dave is uh, in the future. You know, yep. being in Australia, it's already <laughs> tomorrow there. Um, and I want to say uh, thank you to the Legionnaires who've kept the faith because we haven't done an episode in a hot minute. I'm not sure how long it's been, but it's got to have been at least a month. It feels like anyway. Um, so it's great to be back recording some Legion Outpost, Adam. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Um, it's awesome also having all the engagements we've been having on our Facebook. Uh, it's sure. not a Facebook page, I guess, but a, I don't know. Is it a Facebook page? Whatever. Yeah, it's a Facebook our page. Our user Legion, is Legion Legion Outpost. Legion Outpost. That's our Facebook page, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's not. I guess it's not a group is what I was trying to say, but it is oh, still yeah. a page, I guess. But uh, can, I, can I say this as well? I want to put this right up on Front Street. Um, all the Legion Outpost listeners should join up the Signal of Doom Facebook group anyway. Like, that, yeah. that's part of our wider group. So I will... Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the two shows are heavily linked. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I hate to call myself the main star, but I am. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and but, you know, we're, we're closely linked. Like, it's more than an alliance. It's an army. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's uh, inter-team building. And uh, Adam comes on. You've been on Signal. You've been on um, our Dread or Dead. So yeah, Legion yep. Outpost listeners, like I'm loving the interactions on the on the Facebook page. But yeah, come and join the Facebook group as well. Um, I'll put like a thing in the Facebook page for Legion Outpost to link to the Signal Doom Facebook group. But it's easily available um, if you search. Yeah, because I I really appreciate the discussion and uh, a lot of guys and uh, and gals popping off. Now I've got a um thing uh, like it's kind of like a competition, Adam. We can decide on a prize. Um, our our Legion Outpost cover page, I want to replace it with another piece of really cool artwork, like from, you know, any Legion of Superheroes, you know, artwork like you see. Um, But I want to leave it to the listeners to provide the pictures and then we will select which one will be up there for like six months because I feel it's time for a change, you know? Um, So like like a cover photo... Of you know, picture of um of the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, do you like my ideas, Adam? And it's a competition, as well. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. And we um, can we 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 can decide on a prize. Um, keep your expectations reasonable, kids. It's not going to be fucking ten thousand dollars or something like um, <laughs> you know. But like maybe a comic or something. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a comic. Yeah, you've read my mind. It'll be a comic. Yeah. Um, but hey, mm. you know, impress us, okay? Yeah, uh, impress you know, us. Yeah. Press the judges, yeah. and you—you you know me. Maybe if you throw in some crypto, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want something because what we've got now is very Superboy centric, and I thought, well, I know a lot of Legion fans. Some of them, like you've yourself, you—you've said yourself, Adam. Some people prefer Legion without Superboy or with Superboy being more minimal. You know, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I. So what we've got right now is kind of like Superboy and the Legion, whereas I thought maybe you want to just have Legion for a while. So 
anyway, just putting that out there as a, as a, as an idea. So yeah, chime in on the Facebook page with your suggestions, and we'll go through them. And then hopefully by next episode we'll have a winner. Um, and yeah, and it won't be like Hunger Games where you have to kill all the other members. Um, <laughs> you know, although that would be amusing. But we don't want to. We don't want to dilute our listener base. Yeah, so long as you keep us happy, you know, as long as we don't get bored, you know, things won't escalate to that. Yeah, well, if we get bored, then it could become Nero and Rome, you know, playing fiddle <laughs> while Rome burns. Um, for sure, yeah. there's always that possibility with me. You never know. Um, now, I wanted to grab, before we dive into Legion news, um, Adam, I wanted to mention something to you, just, uh, it's the comicsology thing. If you Have you been following this, how... They obviously were purchased by Amazon a while ago and they were going to release some new app. But there's been a lot of feedback, I think, from consumers. Uh, and they put an email out just then saying they're delaying the app until next year, like the rebooted app, because obviously it's going to be more tied into Amazon. But they're being very <laughs> mysterious about what's actually going to be going on. Um, so it's a shame too, because the Comixology app works perfectly, I find. You know, I use it all the time. Um, have you been following this story at all, Adam? <clears throat> no, I mean, I knew, of course, that they were getting the new app, and I've never had a problem with the old one either. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they'll be changing it now, because for a while there, you couldn't purchase comics within the app. Is that correct? And still can't. You still okay. can't do I that. I didn't know with the new version if we'd go back to that or not. <clears throat> yeah, you, you still can't do that. Um, you can... Yeah, you, you can see comics, you can add them to your wish list, I think. Uh, certainly if a comic is Comixology original you and you've got, um, like, Comixology Unlimited, like I've got, you can you can download them from, from the app. Um, gotcha. But any any outside stuff, you have to buy at the website. Um, gotcha. And then it all, you know, syncs up. So essentially, I think they're going to sync it more with Amazon. But like, I think a lot of people are complaining, saying like how Amazon searching and stuff is like so much worse and all this kind of stuff. And so who knows what they're doing? But they're delayed till next year anyway. So yeah, hopefully they get that worked out. I'm honestly not huge on Comicsology. Like I'll pick really? up some of the clearance trades every now and then. Yeah. But even then, like um, here in the states, we have an app called Hoopla, which is like a public library app but they have like most everything that you would really? be able to like most everything from dc is on there um that's cool yeah that's yeah, that's good. good yeah okay well that's... And, you know it's free so you just have a limit to like how much you can borrow each month right how how do you borrow something digital like well uh i mean you get to keep it for like 21 days and then it returns on its own I right. guess. I don't know. You don't have to return it like the old library books back in the day. You return them, maybe cop a fine. You know. How, no, yeah, there's never that here because it just will return by itself, which is nice. Oh, um, well, that's good. Yeah, but I guess it's funded probably the same way the library is, you know? Yeah. So taxpayer dollars rather than my dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Um, all right. Well, that's well. I, as a heavy user of Comixology, um, obviously, I think, you know, at the end of the day, the money that I've spent. Because I, I hit, I've hit a lot of sales in time. I hit less sales now because that's because I hit so many sales that I've stuff I wanted. But just yeah. recently, I, I grabbed a couple of things. And, um, you know, I think whatever you have bought, you'll still be able to use on whatever the new app is. You know, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be that kind of a problem where it's like, oh, yeah, your purchase of Venom 200 doesn't count anymore, you know? Um, oh, yeah, I don't think so. If no. that ever happens, I think... There'd be an uproar. 
people will yeah lose faith and yeah it'll be like the uh, stock market crash or whatever you know yeah except in comic book terms um could be like the french revolution you know could be that could be the french revolution that'd be interesting from a distance you know, they storm the Comixology Amazon headquarters and it's just like, eat the rich. And like, yeah. wow. Wowee. And, and, and Davey just wants to get access to his Spider-Man Epic collection, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I can see it happening. I can Jeff see Jeff Bezos just launches out of the headquarters. Into oh, space, into space, yeah, he abandons the planet. You know, Dr. yeah. Evil style. Yeah, man, it could it could all it could all start again in the guillotine and all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> hey, and guess what, kids? Don't think it hasn't happened before because it has. Check out France. Check out the revolution. Wowee. You know, same thing, same exact thing, same exact thing. <laughs> all started because of an Amazon Comicsology sync up <laughs> issue. <laughs> Haven't they learned? Haven't they learned? No, they've they've, they've not learned at all. So, um, so there's that, and apart from that, in my life, I have just spent the last week and a half diving so deep into a Spider-Man rabbit hole that, frankly, Legion was a nice change of pace um, to do the Legion readings for this show because when I dive into Spider-Man, Adam, would you agree that I go all the way in? Like, it's kind of <laughs> for sure, yeah. That it's kind of actually similar to me. Um, 2018 was the year of the Spider for me, so you had okay. the Dan Slot. Uh, run wrapping up the Nick Spencer run starting mm. and on top of that I was going back and collecting and reading <clears throat> all the way from JMS through uh, Dan Slott okay. and then you had the um, the video game and the movie yeah it was a good year for Spider-Man well I, as usual I'm just behind the eight ball because I have almost finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I'm going to dive into Spider-Man uh, game after <laughs> that I have it installed on my uh, PS5 um, nice. but what did you you're not as hot on the JMS run as me, are you? No, I just find it kind of hokey, honestly. Like um, thinking back on it, there's nothing really there that I really. Yeah, you know, there's some of the early it, stuff man. that was yeah. okay, but uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's an interesting take because for me, I really loved it. Um, but now that I've read a bit more of stuff I hadn't read before, I'm like, oh, some of this other stuff's good too. It's not like Superman was terrible until he turned up, you know. Um, yeah, I got you. Yeah, and it's just like with the JMS stuff. Like, um, there's a lot of like new villains that he creates that yeah. aren't like you know. Like, I like the classic villains, and he doesn't do much with those. I, I feel liked like. Ezekiel though that he did. That story. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool story. Um, I don't know. I I, I enjoy it a lot, but uh, I'm also a bit of an easy lay when it comes to Spider Man. Yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't take a lot for me to get excited. But I tell you who, um. I've really been enjoying because I'm reading the Clone Saga as well, and I'm into the third book now, and I, I'm really digging it. James D. Mateus, uh stands up in the Clone Saga and just punches out consistently good stories. You know? <clears throat> yeah, I've heard his run is really good. I mean, of course, everybody knows the uh, Craven's Last Hunt, but there's a lot I've more heard than that. that his whole run's very good. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more than that. Like, and um, by the way, he's coming back on the Signal of Doom in February too. Oh, cool! Yeah. Yeah, spoke um, to him the other day. That's kind of funny because the issues that we're reviewing today mm. weren't written by JMS or James Dematius, no. but they're after the issue that he wrote that we've done before, the one with um, Dr. Mayavale. It was pretty silly, like... Yeah, I remember that one. Story. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. <laughs> JMS, or JM Dematius did that one, so it's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, no, it is. Um, 
All right, so turning to this run. So we're doing uh, Legion of Superheroes, and it's like, what is it, 269 to 271? Is that right? Yep. Just bringing it up as we speak. Uh, and it's the Dark Man story, yeah? Jerry Conway on writing duties, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, yeah, we're doing that one, and then we're doing a trifecta of... <clears throat> stories about the subs. Which your your favourites. You love these guys, don't you? I do love them. I do love them. <laughs> but actually, before we get into that, I just want to mention three quick things. For the oh, yeah, news. It before. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't remember if we mentioned it before, but the first thing is, Bendis is coming back to Injustice League versus The Legion, six-issue uh, series starting Bendis. in January. Bendis. Yeah. Bendis. <laughs> the second thing is there's a Polar Boy story in the upcoming winter special. It's called Tis the Season to be Freezing. What's that in? In winter special? <laughs> it's a Christmas special, yeah. Okay. It's uh, Tis yeah. the Season to be Freezing. Okay. But it's a uh, Polar Boy okay. solo story, who is one of my favorite Legionnaires. You, you do uh, and then and the last thing is that the Legion have been popping up in, uh, uh, what's the TV show? Young Justice. Oh, have you watched the episodes? Have you checked it? Is it season, how many, what season is it for? It's season four. I think they're like seven or eight episodes in right now. Right. Uh, the Legion are in the first arc, which is like four episodes. But I don't think they had a super large role. Mm. Um, but I haven't caught up yet. But I think they'll do more uh, in the future. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. And is it their first appearance in Young Justice? Uh, there was like a cliffhanger at the end of the last season that teased them. But other than that, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. And I'm, I'm kind of speculating if, because uh, a lot of the same people that did Young Justice were involved with the Legion of Superheroes animated series, and I'm wondering if it's like the same, uh, you know, the same continuity or I whatever. I was about to ask that question, like what era and what look of Legion is it? Um, does it kind of hard up? to say? It's kind of just doing their own thing interpretation. I'm yeah, 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 like that. Yeah, they're, I assume they're kind of hitting the classic beats with sort of slightly updated costumes or something. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd honestly compare it to the to the animated series as far as the designs. I, I recently got that on um, Blu-ray, actually. Blu-ray. Oh yeah, nice. That's a pretty good buy. I think it's only like twenty bucks. Or yeah, something. well, it wasn't expensive at all, and I was like, well, yeah, I'll I'll grab this. Why not? Um, well done. I, I watched a little bit of it when it came out originally, like on you know on TV, and I, I thought it was good. I I was enjoying it. Um. You know, and I didn't have the depth of Legion knowledge then, but I had enough. I'd read a bit of Legion, so I knew what I was doing, and I was like, "This is a pretty decent show, really." Yeah, it gets uh, honestly very good in the second season, kind of like Young Justice, where they do the time jump and yes. things are a bit more grown up. And, and yeah, I really like the second one, uh, second season particularly. Cool. All right, so anyway. t- turning to uh, Legion of Superheroes now, what era? in terms of time is this like so you got jerry conway so straight away i'm thinking 70s uh, am i right uh if it is the 70s it's very late 70s oh okay when disco was big you know yeah disco inferno and all that kind of stuff you know <laughs> yeah case, yeah is that casey in the sunshine band I'm i thinking? think it might have been know. someone like that but uh yeah so c- cocaine was big disco was big you know the BGs were rocking the charts. Donna okay, Summer. Okay, so this is uh, this first issue was November 1980. Whoa! So Disco was dying. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And uh, this is actually the Legion have only had their own title for about ten issues before that was really? Legion 
and or it was Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes. So uh, is this before but, Paul Levitt's uh, massive run, or had he done some, you know, you know, Great Darkness Saga and all that stuff? Is that is this before all that? Uh, he had done a run, but yeah, it's before the Great Darkness Saga. We're about Which was 80s, uh, yeah. twelve. We're about a year out from that. Right, so he'd done that first run, and which I think we might even have done some of it, but hadn't come back to do the really defining run yet. Am I right? Correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I don't think we've done any of his first run, really. Okay. His first run would have been like right after Carrie Bates and with Jim wow. Shooter, so like Jim Shooter, Carrie Bates, and Paul Levitz. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So way yeah. back in time. It would have been like 77. I feel like we've done all the Kerry Bates. I, I love Kerry Bates yeah. as well. Jesus Christ. It's a shame he, he did great work. He did fantastic work, you know. Um, but let's turn our attention to Jerry Conway. So Jerry Conway's created the Punisher by this point. You know, the Punisher's loose oh, really? out in the world. Yeah, because Punisher was like 76 or something. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I know that. And Jerry Conway, I must say, does a very capable job here. Um, he, you know, I just feel like he, he, he got the assignment and he fulfills the requirements kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, my thought on this period, kind of between the Bates, mm. um, the Bates shooter and Levitz, and then Levitz again, mm. is that it's kind of like the low, a low point in the Legion. Sure. Where I don't think it's like the best stories or anything. It's not the best. the The artwork's oh, you, good. Artwork's good. Yeah, the artwork is good. This is uh, Jimmy James. Good figure work. Um, I was gonna say you had a reader suggest this. I don't know if you remember who that was. Give him a shout out. Uh, no, I don't remember, but I, I, I know that it was a. If I can find my phone, which I don't know where my phone was, it Ronald Acosta? Might have been Ron Acosta. Yeah, might have been Ron. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But I mean, shout out to the reader who who did suggest this or listener. I guess. we do love you. We just we don't do know who you, you are. But Dave, Dave can't find his phone, so Dave's struggling for form. Like, <laughs> I don't know where my phone right, is. Do you want? Do you want me to take us through these? Uh, yeah, yeah, three? yeah, yeah. Kick us off, kick us off. I want to, I want to draw attention to how I, I tell you who really grew on me here. It's Colossal Boy, yeah, and his mother running for president, right? Yeah, I liked him too. Yeah, basically, in the 30th century, they don't run for president so much as they're uh, like nominated. Uh, like three candidates are nominated by computer based on you know different variables, and then they run. After that, so it was, I think they campaigned for like one day. Yeah, no, that was day. cool. The computer actually selects because I didn't know that either. Like, I always thought his mother must have been a career politician, but they actually just match her up with experience, and then they say, okay, she's going to be one of the candidates to run, and she was like a political scientist at uni. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of uh, interesting in you know the fun future. Yeah. Concepts that they work into the Legion, right? Uh, yeah, it's um, fun. They sort of discuss it. Like, you've got the princess saying, like, on our world, you know, I can't believe you guys don't have royalty and all that kind of stuff. Like, they had different viewpoints, which was fun, I thought, as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was fun, her um, <clears throat> speaking up about that. Um, we also see Colossal Boy and Shrinking Violet. Uh, Colossal Boy seems to have a little crush on Shrinking Violet, which sure. we see that later whenever he thinks that he's um, dating her, but it turns out to be a spy. So. Yeah, we did see that, and then she reacted extremely neg- negative when she came back. She was real pissed off from memory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess also I should mention that the Le- uh, the Dark Man stuff had been teased for a little while. Right. Uh, the Legion uh, faced a few different foes where they're like, the Dark Man sent us. Um, 
but now this is when they're finally kind of meeting them and we see uh the dark man uh has some henchmen i think that worked for the science police mm. and he's not really afraid to kill them he has this big pit of monsters yeah he's which a, never really comes up later he's uh, a nasty piece of work the legion He's a nasty piece of work, this guy. Like, I like the way they say the guy's a traitor. Uh, they kept saying how corrupt he is. So it's like the corrupt border guards. And I thought the artwork was pretty cool. Like, it's it's almost a blend of 70s and almost like that 50s sci-fi angle. You know, like, it's, 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 it's kind of cool. Like, it's kind of like a retro future look, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. It's very much the... Um kind of like along the lines of what Mike Grell and Dave Cockrum are doing, that yeah, kind of look. Yeah, I, I, I dug it. I thought it was I thought it was pretty damn good. Um, yeah, and then this corrupt uh, guy gets absolutely dominated. We see yeah. Monel, um, who's less whiny than normal in this episode, I found. <laughs> you know, he's always bitching and moaning, which I never realised was a big thing for Monel, but he's do, he, he's he's in the good terms with Shadowlass here. So they're they're quite the couple. Yeah, they're uh, they're in love, you know, they're as normal. Young and in love, <laughs> and um, then they get attacked by the Fatal Five, or at least Validus. Yes, and the Persuader. Yes, yeah. the Persuader is the yeah. one with the massive axe. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. and uh, they get taken oh. down and captured. And oh, there's the Emerald Empress as well. Yes, uh, and I love her. She's probably my favorite member of the Fatal Five. Actually, I I've always I always liked her. I think she's. I think she's cool. I'm still. I found my phone. I'm trying to find out who suggested this. So, Dave and I had a. So you've got here. You had a dark man story. You know what? Maybe it was Ronald Lacosta. Yeah, I think you might be right. Because I think he reached out to me and suggested it, and then I and I told you about it. Or maybe it was, it was either. You know who it was? Drum roll. I believe it was Michael Kellishim. I was actually going to think that wasn't he also the one that recommended the uh, amethyst. Yes, which this was far better than that amethyst stuff that he recommended. That was that was Michael Kellership on a very bad day for him. Like <laughs> we we did that amethyst, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like this was so random. Uh, whereas, yeah, you are. It was Michael Kellership, and he reached out to me. And Michael Kellership, uh, I mean, a, a fantastic uh, you know person who interacts with us on the show, uh, building block of our correspondence. And um, yeah, I mean, he's picked a winner this time. He's redeemed himself after Amethyst, basically. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty fun. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad I have read the Amethyst thing now, because otherwise I wouldn't have gotten around to it, probably. I'm not glad. Uh, I, I'm glad. I wish I'd never read it. I thought it was <laughs> horrendous. I, I'm glad, because I, I aimed to read it anyway because of the Mordru thing, and I just never got around to it, because yeah. I found it kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I, I, I think the strongest, you know what I think Jerry Conway does? He does a serviceman-like job here. He, 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 he has an assignment, he just fulfills it. I agree with you, it's not a high compared to Levitz and Carrie Bates and all these other people, but it's not terrible. So if I was picking up Legion at the time, I probably would have been quite reasonably happy with this, you know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's some stuff, fun stuff, like, uh, we're just up to the part where Timberwolf decides that he's going to go out and... yeah. Uh, try to fix the problem himself, which I don't feel like we got as much Timberwolf in like the later stuff. He's called Timberwolf like, now, but once he was the Lone Wolf. Tonight he'll be the Lone Wolf again. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Timberwolf. Like, it's just... 
so unfairly slammed as being a Wolverine clone, but actually doesn't he predate Wolverine or something? And like it's just, you know Dave Cockerman's on both, and it's just like yeah, yeah. you know, there's just a lot of similar DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They really kind of got away from doing much with like Wolverine wise. Like once Levitz comes on, like this this design where his eyes are weird and yeah. white white it out that's like his wolverine phase for sure yeah no for sure and it doesn't help that the hair as well you know yeah. like i think that that that's one part where you're like that's unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> for sure you know but anyway he's a cool character i like him though you know oh yeah i always liked him uh him and yeah he's dating light last year which we know that they later break up after the darkness saga yeah, well, Light Lass goes gay with uh, Trinky Violet, doesn't she? Eventually. She does. Yeah, in the in the distant future, that's a lesbian relationship that uh, you know is not yet seeded, but does become so. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah, there you go. Had you like that for a little bit of uh, background knowledge? Good callback. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that was so, it, that yeah. five years later stuff that was just so hard to understand for me. I was struggling <laughs> so much with that. Oh yeah, we'll get back to that someday though. I uh, right. I have a feeling. We'll we'll get back there someday, Adam. That's an operative word. Someday, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but um, I, I'm digging it where you've got um, you've got Colossal Boy raising a toast um to his mother, saying I'd like to uh, offer a toast to the next president of Earth. Um, and they're just explaining. And then you, I like the scene here with um, Princess Projecture. She's like, on my home world of Orando, we have government by nobility. Our royal family is trained to serve as leaders. We would we leave nothing so serious to political chance. And uh, Colossal was just like, wildfire, you talk to her. Tell her how democracy works. Explain democracy to a princess? Jim, you're a dreamer. <laughs> yeah, but then he also says... Um... If if Princess Projector were going to be my queen someday, I'm not so sure I'd I wouldn't give monarchy a try. Yeah, Meanwhile, she's sitting there very seductively. Yeah, and and Wildfire well, looks like he's looking directly at her tits. If you notice, <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah. She's sitting there, and he's just like, yeah, I'll vote for you. I'll follow you to yeah. to, to the fires of Mordor itself. Um, and also, of course, begrudging the fact that he doesn't have like a physical body, like he always, always does. Yeah. He constantly kind of <laughs> led on by Dawnstar, but never quite being able to close the deal, you know? Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah so uh, uh, Colossal Boy's talking to his dad, and he says, look, this is a conflict of interest for you if your mom gets elected, mm. so what are you going to do? And Colossal Boy basically says, yeah, I think we'll be fine, because mom knows what she's doing, and the Legion know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but then they get attacked by Mono. Yep, he, come, and, he comes uh, in. I like what he comes in on, too. See the sort of two discs? Yeah, very like uh, Mr. Miracle. Uh, yeah, that would require a fair amount of coordination to to yeah. ride. Like, because it's not like a surfboard where it's just one thing, you know, like like the kind of thing like Chopper does in Judge Dredd where he flies on the the skyboards. This is too... <laughs> can you imagine how, how, how you'd have to have really good coordination flying through the air? Like, if you needed to make a turn and stuff, like, that would actually be quite tricky. And there's nothing holding you on. Like, if you... If yeah, you, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. If you if you make a mistake, I mean, you're plunging to your death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mano's got skills. He does. And, like, he he comes down, slides down, and, and does a massive thing, like, um, 
and uh, actually the father blocks Colossal Boy. Yeah, that was cool seeing the dad um, save his son. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, his dad's normally like an admiral in mm-hmm. the science police or the military or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then he he what does he do? Does he miniaturize or get big? Because he then rips out the um like a sort of like I don't know what you describe it as like a almost like a telephone pillar I guess yeah pillar and smacks him so yeah he's got him bigger because if you look next to his dad he's like way bigger yeah yeah the artwork makes it look as if Mono's even bigger than him yeah um, I guess like that's a good point yeah the artwork the perspective's just a bit out really it doesn't make sense. Like yeah, because they don't look quite far enough. They don't, yeah, they're not yeah. small enough to, for him to look that big. Yeah, for him to that's be that it. close to the lens. Yeah, yeah, like really, kind of like the artwork. I had to be an art critic, but but Colossal Boy should be more up towards where that other tower behind him is, like almost up to the top. Yeah, it was. It's just like yeah. There's anyway. We're nitpicking. Um, sorry, this <laughs> comic was written in 1980, but like, you know, um, size was still a thing. Yeah, it's it's like they they can't quite decide on. Mono's size. He's such human size, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> I think that it's just a perspective problem where he's yeah. not really portraying... Yes. You know, how... Yeah, anyway. But yeah, uh, Mono busts into the apartment and then the Legion are taken out by uh, Therok. hmm I do want to point out this page on pa- uh, page 24, the top panel... There's Therok there, and he's grabbing his head. He says, yes. see women, there are advantages to being half man, half freak. And he goes on this long spiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then at the yeah. very end, he's like, "R," But it's almost like he's standing there the whole time saying that. It was just a weird way to pick this panel. Like, I almost would have put the word R in the next panel yes. where he's grabbing his head. Well, because it's now a classic it looks like thing, he was standing like that the whole time he was talking. Yeah, it's yeah, yes, yes. It's the classic thing with comic books where it's like you are right, like panel progression and where to put the dialogue, and it makes no sense. The R should have been in the next one where he's like he's displaying the pain. Yeah, and his head—he could have just been standing there normal in the first panel. Yes, or you could yeah. add a, a, no, you're a right. panel in the middle. Yeah. yeah, you're hundred percent right because actually it looks as if in the first panel he's in pain, but actually he's doing his exposition dump and, yeah, and the... kind of his moment of conquering them. And yeah, they've sort of tried to cram two panels into one panel. Yeah, and it's... yeah, you know, we're I'm really sure. picking up on stuff today. I'm we're we're, we're 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 probably peaking early in that <laughs> criticism because it's no more than we normally do in like a whole show. <laughs> But no, but it's a good, it's a decent point. And um, I'm sure somewhere out there there's like some comic scholar, you know, who does this to every issue, but um, we don't basically. But yeah, hey, we picked it up. You should feel good about yourself for picking that up. You know? Thank you. You too. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, the issue wraps up with the lead or the Fatal Five having captured the Legionnaires. Um, yes. Yeah. And uh, what was interesting was for me, the Fatal Five and Tharok uh, were. Definitely in cohorts, and and it seemed as if they were sort of employees of someone else, you know. Uh, because right, yeah. he's saying, "Haven't I done as you commanded and captured these legionnaires? Why must you torment me too?" So you're like, "Okay, so Tharok himself is kind of under the sway of someone else, who's kind of almost maybe blackmailing him, or 
can hurt him in some way. So he's sort of a subordinate to somebody else, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and that's kind of a big deal because um, I don't know if you're aware what your perception is, I guess. But up to this point, like the Fatal Five are the big Legion villain, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And it's interesting that they've sort of flipped the script here a little bit, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you want to take the next one, or do you want me to continue? Yeah, no, no, well, I'm just, uh, so it, it, it ends with uh, still Therok as our leader, and who are we to question uh, Therok's partnership with the Dark Man? So, and we knew who the Dark Man was. He'd been mentioned. If you were a Legion reader, you, you knew who he was already, didn't you? Well, you knew of his threat, but you didn't know, like, his identity, if that's what you mean. Right, okay. So the next one, um, really nice uh, um, front cover. I've done as you commanded. I've captured the Legionnaires. You've got Tharok with, um, let me see if I can name them all, Wildfire, mm-hmm. Shadowlass, yep. Shrinking Violet, Princess Protector, and Colossal Boy. And Monel at the bottom there. Oh. Yeah, I've always yeah. liked this cover too. I don't know what it is about it, but it's very um, eye-grabbing, you know? Yeah, it's just classic. I, I like it. So uh, this one again, um, let's start off. Uh, Defeated last issue by the Fatal Five and imprisoned in a sphere formed of pure neutron energy. They've been left to their fate. It doesn't look good. So they're all there. Uh, same artist team, Jerry Conway on writing duties. They're all inside this bubble. And basically they're trying to break out of it. Um, and, yeah, you can see... Shadowlass can see in the dark, and so she looks out to see what's out there, and she sees like this massive sort of—I guess you call it like a gigantic squid, like a green squid, but like massive. Um, yeah. Oh, and it was cool that um, they kind of say how since she has dark powers that she can see in the dark, which yes. is kind of. She's got cool. dark vision, to use a D and D term. Monel, um, no, I won't believe it. I'm as strong as Superboy. There has to be a way out, and I'll find it. And he's, like, smashing the thing, but it bounces him off. Um, so his, his strength doesn't help. Then you have... I like the way, just after that, you have Wildfire starts blasting. <laughs> it's like, yeah. this could have gone horribly wrong, Wildfire. <laughs> yeah, good like, old Wildfire. I was actually just thinking back <laughs> to how he got taken out in the previous... It's kind of weird that he just got taken out by like the this, the floor crumbling underneath them in the last issue, because he doesn't really have like a physical body. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot of conveniences with Wildfire where you're like, when he's not, when you don't want him to be treated human, he's not. But when you need him to be taken out, like you can hit him on the back of the head or something. It's you know? a it's a containment suit, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's just energy, so it's just weird. Yeah, to think but that. but if but if but if he's like if he's just energy, but in a containment suit that he's walking mm-hmm. around in, and then someone drops the floor out from under him, wouldn't he fall down, or can he fly? Oh, he has a legion ring, doesn't he? He can fly, but I mean, that's my thing. Is like he doesn't have a head. Like, how does he get knocked out? I don't you know, know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah, you can't hit him in the head. Yeah, sometimes he's he's done way more as like it's a containment suit. Other times it's just almost like a costume. Like this doesn't particularly look like a containment suit. What he's wearing here, it's it looks more like a superhero costume. Yeah, I feel like um like later on they kind of get to the point where they'll destroy his suit whenever they want to take Wildfire out of action. Yeah, and then he's like the little willow wisp sort of, you know, mm-hmm. like um yeah. yeah. Sometimes he explodes, or am I confusing him with Captain Adam who explodes all the time? Yeah. Yeah, he explodes. Yeah, explodes. So, but but what I'm saying is, wildfire pumping out the energy could easily have like backfired and ricocheted and hit the other legionnaires. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Uh, he's like, ugh, and I thought I was tough. That baby took all I had and threw it right back at me. We are beaten. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, fuck it, we're done. Um, uh, I, then we see a funny comment here. Um, Shrinking Violet sort of does a bit of a motivational speech. So long as one of us still has the strength to will to fight back, none of us are beaten. And he's like, you know, Shrinking Violet, for a lady who especially is getting small, you've got a big heart. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> I thought he was leading up to it like an insult. Like it almost seemed like he was yeah. leading up to an insult, but he's like, "You got a big heart." I was like, "Oh god!" Yeah, it sounded like he's like your power is lame, and maybe <laughs> shut up. But it's, it's like you know, it doesn't. I almost feel like that would be more wildfire's thing. Where yeah, yeah, just, like with a compliment. But yeah, yeah, it, it was. Fun. It's not actually a backhanded compliment, but it feels like he's setting up to do one. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's funny. So they sort of they sort of motivationally speaking. See, Princess Project's just standing there with her arms crossed. She doesn't even comment. She's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, they do a recap. Actually, I noticed this because I guess this was back in 1980. So we're we're getting there, but there was definitely you remember that we left the rest of you at the world presidential election celebration shortly after sunset. We spent an hour walking in Metropolis on the beach, enjoying the moonlight. And then all of a sudden, we were attacked by Validus. It's like, yes, we all read the last issue. We are aware, but like... Yeah, that always used to bug me when I was reading these for the first time. I also... Uh, Clossable, he says, We were at my parents' place. We just found out that my mother had been nominated for President of Earth. And I'm like, no, you, you really hadn't just found out. And everybody was with you. <laughs> like, because they found out at the beginning of the issue that she was nominated, not just when they were there at his apartment. Yeah, that's true, apartment. actually. Yeah, he saw her, didn't he? Yeah, he did say that, yeah. yeah. I don't know if Monel and Chatelas might have left before that, but it still wasn't like... That wasn't what was occurring right when they attacked. But but it oh, does well. it does speak to the time period. Well, look, it's, it's not egregious. Like, it speaks to the time period of no. the comic where they want to catch readers up. Because if, if it was 1980 and I was like a 10-year-old or 15-year-old kid who hadn't caught the previous issue... You know, okay, this is where we are. You know, right? And Jerry Conway probably wrote like three other books in between that one and this one, so he was just like, "Uh, "Sounds about like what happened." That sounds about right, guys. Like, let's let's keep it pumping. Um, what do you think of Princess Projector's outfit? Because I think it's quite striking. I do like it. A lot of times, though, that center part with the net is more clear. Yeah, and I always kind of like that because it's a little more sexy. I was going to say it's a little bit more of a boob window, then, isn't it? Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, more more cutting edge commentary from us. <laughs> yeah, naturally. That's what people. Yeah, say I, I remember that you. I think you were starting to read it, and the first thing you said was like, "Saturn girl's looking good," or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's hardly in it, but like, she did look yeah. good when she when she turned up. She she was in that the purple thing, that purple sort of cut piece that I'm quite the fond bikini. of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that look on Saturn Girl a lot, and unfortunately, there's she's not in this much at all, though. Yeah, no, it was kind of weird too when you think about it. The Fatal Five's plan is to take out, I guess, like maybe a third of the Legion, and then yeah. they don't really take out anybody else. Yeah, they're sort of like, let's just take out some of them, and like you know, we'll we'll save the rest for later, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I guess the Legion altogether. It's tough to for Fatal Five to to be able to dominate them all because there's so many more Legionnaires. You know, you think about it. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's almost like the fact that there's only five Fatal Five. Yeah, you would think the Legion wouldn't have so much trouble with them. 
Yeah, but they are powerful. I, I like the Fatal Five. They're cool. Um, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're in a... Um, Oh, then, then Prince Projection's like, perhaps our Legion emergency monitor signals will. Uh-uh, Jakey, remember where we are. We're in a neutron energy sphere. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, like, if she's forgotten that, she's struggling. Um, and so basically they're stuck inside and the monsters are outside. Um, we have, meanwhile, we, we flash back to Timberwolf doing it almost... Oh, real quick, I wanted to point something out just because you said Jakey. And it took for years for me to realize that she doesn't have like a name. Her oh. name is Projectra, Princess Projectra. Oh. And they call her Jackie because it's short for Projectra. Oh, um, I just so it took I me always for thought it was years that was to realize name. that. Yeah. That makes sense. But you know what? I didn't I'm I'm today years old when I've realized that. Because I just assumed it was like an abbreviation of her name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. But later on she does get some kind of um, She gets a name. Action. Later on she gets a name. <laughs> she gets I think first... I have Mark Wade. <laughs> Mark, do, I took Mark Wade. Mark Wade's like, oh, guys, I've got it. I've cracked it. We've got a first name. It's like, thanks, thanks Mark Wade. <laughs> we need her. <laughs> it's like um, Fresh of Kingdom Come, you know? It... Oh. Are you there? I'm back. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll do a one two three and I'll make my joke again. It's basically like fresh off Kingdom Come, Mark Wade. He's like, yeah, he's just wrapped Kingdom Come, and now he's like, now I've got a name for Princess Projector. I'm on fire. <laughs> it's like hold the Eisner. <laughs> Those are the two things you'll remember. Yeah, he's like most proud of. Pretty proud of uh, my. Uh, Superman Birthright, yeah, that was pretty good. And uh, then I named Princess Projector after about 30 years, like, of not having a name. <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, anyway, so it's basically Timberwolf um, searching around uh, where Shadow Lass and Monel were having their little kissy kissies before um, they got kidnapped. Uh, he calls for help and he has Lightning Lad, and this is where we see Saturn Girl. Um, a lightning lad, and I love it where he's, uh, while you and Saturn Girl were cuddling up as husband and wife, I was on monitor duty, I received an emergency call, I investigated, and lightning lad is like, hold it, you answered an emergency call alone? That's a flagrant violation of Legion rules, and Timber was just like, I don't care about rules, I was a loner before I joined your group, lightning lad, I can be a loner again, now do you want my report or not? I love it, it's like, he totally calls his bluff, and he's like, you already know my answer. <laughs> it's just it's so then funny. he starts taking it out on his girlfriend yeah yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty funny because like Santa Girl's just there as, as basically Lightning Lad just gets bitch slapped by Timberwolf and then and then after that it's like does he think it's easy to be leader when no one on the team wants to follow I've got a mind to suspend him for breaking and it's just like um, he's having a real little cry and, and then in rolls <laughs> and I've got to say this was a nice image uh, in rolls uh who is it? It's is it Lightning Lass in sort of like a uh, right now it'd be Light Lass, Light Lass, but in a see-through kind of robe, um, and with kind of like a negligee, negligee. I was just like, hello, and um, and yeah. then that's, that's her sort of, brother. Like brother there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. like okay, we're all we're getting all very cozy here. I see now what's like what's going on. He's like, sister dear, don't bother defending him. This time he's gone too far. Um. And then and then Saturn goes like, Garth, this is neither time nor the place for an argument. And he's like, stay out of this. 
this is between my sister and me. Um, if you can't talk some sense to that lover of yours, he could be finished in a legion. And it's just like, and he's like, you better get dressed and over there. See, he doesn't run off on his own. Sadangul and I are heading out to Metro Beach. And then she's like, Frosty, anything you say, brother dear. And it's like, wow, I, I was like light, lightning lass or light lass, whatever you call her. Went up in my estimation instantly. I was just like, hello. <laughs> I was like, hello, we have a winner. And then, you know, um, it's, it's just funny though because Lightning Lad comes across as a real prick in these pages, I found. You know? Tim yeah, just yeah. trying to get a report in and Lightning Lad's like, oh, you're breaking the rules, you're doing this, you could be finished. It's like, seriously, the guy's doing the investigation. You know? Yeah, and then his his wife says, you've got a great deal to learn about leadership. Yeah. And it's like, exactly. damn. And he says, now I know why you never ran for Legion leader twice, even though she did, because she did. we saw her run yeah. against uh, Monel one time. Yeah, come on, and Jerry. Were... Come on, Jerry Conway. Yeah, come on, Jerry. <laughs> you know. But also what I wanted to say about Lightless is um, at one point in the 70s, Jim Shooter did this weird interview where he gave like his take on all the different Legionnaires, and they were always like super sexual. I bet they were, yeah. <laughs> Massively inappropriate. Like, she's the sex part of the Legion. Like, she's the town bike. That's Dream Girl, yeah, um, is what he said. But uh, and then also, I think he said that Starboy um, was the most hung, and that's why Dream Girl <laughs> hung out with him. But, he really uh, for said Lightlass, that. He said that. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to find it to confirm. That's Don't, hilarious. Uh, I'm not trying to slander him, but uh, oh fucking, he boy. said that Lightlass was the most um, the bustiest Legionnaire. So there you go. I love this. It's, it's such a seventies interview. Is it was it with Playboy magazine or something? Like it's just. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Jim Shooter just firing from the hip. <laughs> That's so funny. But they do. They're not afraid to have a little bit of sexiness in this in this thing. And look, it's never that bad. But I, but, but like I, I like it. It's just a little bit of bit of bit of frizzle, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Why not? You know, make keeps it a bit fun. I mean, these are, these are adults. They're young adults. They're going to date. They're going to break up. Um, you know, and, and obviously readers were were picking it up. Well, wasn't the Legion comic? One of the first ones that was a real cult developed around it, like it had a very, very dedicated fan base kind of baked into the numbers. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, letter writing campaigns that basically got them to have their own. You know, their own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think even like all the way back in Adventure Comics, uh, yeah. when they first got, uh, you know, they became the regular feature there. I think that was through fan support. Um, but yeah, they've always had a lot of commitment. And then of course they were one of the number two books in DC, uh, after Teen Titans for a while. Yes. Another number two, number two book after Teen Titans, which is crazy. So what, even more than Batman and Superman? I think so. Wow. I'd have to, yeah, that's a, that's a big call. Um, but anyway, so, um, all right. Then we've got, uh, basically they get caught in these nets from Emerald Empress, sort of like... Um, are they kind of like powering nets from her eye? Like, uh, oh, so yeah, I would say so, since, yeah. yeah, they're green, I guess so. Yeah, wow and, um And it was kind of a nice pickup here that he's like, first I've got to burn my way through the net, a sizzling hot lightning bolt to do it. Uh-uh, oh no, this net is made of superconducting wire, and it's been ground in that metal statue of Pharaoh Lad. It's like, wow, there's a, there's a, there's a cut back to the steel-skinned mutant legionnaire who died in action so you know nice, yeah, nice the little uh what are they called asterisk yeah yeah and uh i mean jerry conway uh, getting yeah, some stuff wrong bro- but other stuff right yeah yep um 
the other thing I was going to mention with uh, the Emerald Empress, you're asking about her Emerald Eye and yeah. it being like a Green Lantern. Uh-huh. Uh, if you ever read 52, at one point they reveal that the Emerald Eye is actually the eye from a giant Green Lantern, I think is what they say. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. What? It's the Grant Morrison part with uh, Animal Man and oh. Uh, oh, yeah, Adam Strange. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. So what? what is it? An eye of a Green Lantern. Is that right? Yeah, basically there there's an emerald eye in that story that Lobo actually is using. Right. And they're supposed to – basically the revelation is that there are two okay. and that they come from this giant deca, you know, head, right. which I think was – one point a Green Lantern is kind of what the reveal and, is. And it's kind of still got some power left, some juice in it. Yeah. Fair Something enough. to that effect. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I'm not sure I really like that explanation, but okay, we'll take it, I guess. We'll... kind of takes a lot of the uh, the the mystery out of it, you know? Well, it's also kind of stupid, because if Hal Jordan didn't have his ring, his eye's not magic, you know? Yeah, and honestly, it's been so long since I've read it that I can't like, say for sure. Is, is a bit of the Green Lantern embedded in the eye? That would make some sense, I guess. But, you know, you, you take the ring off, you don't have the power. Basically, that's how Green Lantern works. You know? Right, and even beyond that, you carve out someone's eye, it doesn't have the <laughs> yeah. power, right? Like... Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, thanks, Grant Morrison, I guess. You know? For... Yeah, I go don't back know. to your day job, Grant Morrison. Yeah, come Jesus. on. Like, yeah, come on. Like... <laughs> I know you're pumping the comic out weekly, you know, and uh, I don't know. But I, I am familiar with I, – I haven't read all of 52, but I, I am familiar with that part of the story where where it's like um, yeah. uh, Animal Man, Adam Strange, and oh, Starfire? Yep. Uh, on a planet? And Lobo. And Lobo, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Um, I like her Emerald Empress. She's cool. I like her – she turned up in a previous storyline where she helped them out, don't you remember, at the end? As part of a deal, and then got away. It was like a, was yeah. like a standoff. Or Forget something. what that was. Yeah, she sort of helped them out because they'd helped her out, and then she's like, "Okay, fine, but I'm leaving now." You know? Oh yeah, I think she killed Cosmic Boy and she brought him back to life. Um, you know, because he honored his deal or something. Yeah, something. Like he that. didn't use his powers, and she was so uh, amazed by his yeah. integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, um, so we've got this cool uh, scene where um, Saturn Girl's using her uh, telepathy, and um, Tharok, the half man, half machine cyborg who lost the left side of his face during attempted theft many years before, um, and it's got like basically she picks up the memories of how they were captured, um, and then she calls out to who is she calling out? I'm trying to work this out here, so. Alia, Legion Emergency Code 1, open your mind for telepathic information implant. So who is that? Is that Light Lass that she's talking to? Uh, yeah. Okay, so she warns Light Lass just before the Persuader and Validus come in. Um, you have a choice. You can come with us alive or you can be carried out as a corpse. And again, very nice artwork. You forgot my third choice, Persuader. I can fight. And it's like, wow, okay, she's going to go up against both of them by herself. That's, that's, a, that's a tough gig. For Light Lass, who's basically got what, like, she's got, like, zap, zap powers, doesn't she? No, she's got gravity powers. Oh, right. She doesn't have lightning? No, she used to have lightning powers, but they changed, Dream Girl actually helped her change her powers so that she could stay in the Legion. 
By the way, where is Dream Girl in this storyline? I don't think she's in a single page. That's a good point. God. Yeah. That's a, that's a shame. Yeah, sometimes, especially in this era, they'll, like, take, like, a handful of Legionnaires and use them. Yeah. And they'll never really explain, like, where everybody else is, you know? That's fair enough. It's... That's one of the things that I find, yeah, yeah, it is fair enough, but it's like, I don't know. Well, Steve Englehart... Sometimes he... it's cool to see more. Steve Englehart was on the show. He said when he's writing group books, he likes to give everyone a, a moment. You know, even if it's only yeah. very small, just so you can um, get the impression of how things are moving. But I, in a team like Legion, I can understand if you if you've been brought on to do a few issues, you know, maybe an arc. Why you might just say, "Okay, I'm going to select these six, and they're going yeah. to be the ones on the adventure." I can I can see both sides of that story. Yeah, um, and that's where I would say someone like uh, Paul Levitz did really well, where he had that A-plot, B-plot, C-plot, where he's like, well, I can take this crew, and they're doing the A-plot, this crew's doing the B-plot, yep. whereas this is all just, you know, the one plot. Yes. Um, yeah. Very, it's, and it's very Conway, close. actually, he, had a, he did a couple of years probably on the book. Okay. All right. Well, Jerry, you know. Not that that matters. You know, Jerry. Get together. You know, I, I was going to make a comment about Jerry Conway and how ridiculous it was. I will make the comment, actually. Do you remember when he was like, "Oh, we're doing BLM Punisher skulls now" because he's trying to like you know fight back against people seizing the Punisher symbol, and I, I I just saw it and I was just like, "Okay, thanks, Jerry." Like you know, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "No, I don't remember that actually." They're available on his website or something. You can you, you know like because because he was scared of being caught up in the sort of like when the alt-rights for a while were using the Punisher symbol, and of course he's the creator of Punisher, and so in his effort to sort of distance oh. himself, it was it was, it was pretty amusing. Um, <laughs> I always love it when guys try to run away from potential scandal. They're like, no, no, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean. Like, really, look at me. I'm doing BLM Punisher skulls. And it's just like, thanks. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, I don't think that he or anyone at Marvel is really liable for no, I agree. people taking their stiff and doing That's what I'm saying. Shit, he, yeah. he, cre- he created it back in 76. It's a great character. He's got nothing to be ashamed of, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. he, but he was, I think he was very much in that preemptive kind of like, you know, strike mode. Um, yeah, I get you. Anyway, it was just funny. Uh, I actually want to get him on the show, so hopefully he doesn't listen to this part of the Legion Outpost. You know, <laughs> we love you, Jerry. We, we love you, Jerry. You brought us Punisher, so... Like, oh, I'm so fond of my 80s Legion of Superheroes run. Maybe I'll, you know, start looking for podcasts about it. Yeah. And that's how he finds out. <laughs> yeah. He, he ignores all the Punisher stuff we do, and he's just, he finds this out. Like, he's like, wow, this guy's went in deep. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, um, so Light Lass does escape. While we're fighting each other, Light Lass is escaping because, oh, I see, because uh Persuader accidentally hit Validus, who goes a bit crazy, at him. Bit of friend, friendly fire. Yeah. With his hair trigger timber, that can only result in that he gets a, a massive punch. Um, so she escapes. She's flying out. Um, Val, uh, not Validus. Um, Tharok does... Um, he tries to get her, um, but she misses. He misses. And um, and then we cut back to um, Timberwolf. It's as though this place was hit by a tornado, and the question is why. Um, and it's, I don't know who says this, but is it the father? He goes, "Do these men need a reason?" <laughs> yeah, it's him. yeah, and I kind of agree with him. Like, how many times have you guys fought the Fatal yeah, Five? Come on, like, like, I guess. Yeah, like why would the Fatal Five have like decimated the apartment? I mean, geez, like. 
You know, <laughs> they're always wrecking shit. They are the fatal five, not the friendly five. Yeah, Let's exactly. remember that. Yeah, exactly. Um, the one called Mano, he used some kind of destructive power in his right hand while the other, Therok, captured Projector and Violet. Uh, I remember hearing Mano mention someone called the Dark Man. And um, they've really got Timberwolf kind of almost doing a bit of detective. You know, he's almost down there Batman style, like, looking at things. Um, yeah, that is kind of cool. Yeah, and then Lightlass comes in and there's a big, there's big cuddles between him and uh, between her and Timberwolf. Um then we cut to... Hey, well, actually, real quick, while yeah. I'm thinking of it, um, I wanted to r- remind our readers that, or listeners, that um, this is actually being collected in the, what is it called, Before the Darkness, yes. Volume 2? Good. Yeah. So Good. Yep. Shout out. I'll be getting that to, 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 to get my collection going, man. I love I love building up this Legion collection. Um, yeah, I'm act- I actually ordered those too because I, uh, I... Something else I didn't mention is I ordered the... Legion of Superheroes Silver Age Omnibus Volume 3 yeah. because I have the first seven archives. Um, so now I'm like, I should get all this in hardcover while it's available. So I'm I'm going to be like Dave yeah, and man. order all these omnibuses and whatnot. Why not, man? Like, fuck it. Once it's on the shelf, this is this is the thing. You can play the long game with these, with these yeah. kind of titles. And the thing with Legion is, like, I hate to say this, but they don't reprint them as much. You've got to grab them when you can, you know? When you're collecting Spider-Man and Batman and stuff, they reprint a lot of that stuff, you know, a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I think it's wise. And once you get on the shelf, then it's there. Um, so, yeah. basically, we've we've got Lightless comes in. They cut back to um, Darkman talking to the Fatal Five. You promised us profit from this venture. So far, we have taken the chances while you stayed safely here. When do we get paid? And then um, the Darkman massively causes huge pain. For Tharok, be warned by this, Tharok. You dare make no demands of me. When the time is come, you'll be paid what you are owed. Until then, obey me or suffer. So commands the Dark Man. And that's very in keeping with, um, if you recall, the original corrupt guy who came to get his payment. Remember, remember yeah. him? He mm-hmm. just got dominated. He got the fake gold and he went up to get it and then the floor fell away and he fell into the pit. So... Yeah, which we never really see him use that pit again, no. which I was thinking it would be cool to see him, see the Legionnaires fight those monsters. Yeah, no, it would be cool, but we don't really get to see it. Um, I do want to shout out that this time, uh, if you look at the third and fourth and fifth panels there, he did a little bit better this time where yes. Thorak is talking, and then there's a new panel where he goes, Arr! Yeah, and yeah. then there's a third panel where he's recovering, Yeah. whereas the other time it was just the... You know, the second panel. Yeah, it it is. It's nice artwork, too. I've got to say, I I like the art style. And it's nicely colorized in this edition I'm looking at, too. It's very clean, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. At times, it kind of reminded me of, like, Aparo. Yeah. Uh, That's that's a high compliment, too, you know. Uh, Jim Aparo, I love his artwork. Um, Yeah, so then we get, uh, one hour later, half world away, uh, they're going to a prison. Um, if the Dark Man is involved, then the League of Super Assassins may have some information that could save our fellow Legionnaires' lives. Remember, the League claimed they gained their superpowers from this Dark Man, or so they told us after trying to kill six Legionnaires. So basically, I was astounded. So um, Block, who we all know from later storylines, started out as a baddie in the League of Super Assassins. Yeah. Um, wow. Kind of shocking, giving his... Uh... His temperament later on, right? Yeah, I, I did not know that. Wouldn't have picked it, and I was amazed. 
to see, and they sort of question, um, they try to question the League of Super Assassins, and they're just basically pricks. They're trying to escape and kill them and yeah. stuff. It's pretty funny. Yeah, and they all get, yeah, they all get like swatted down. They get swatted uh, these, down, but like League of Super Assassins, off. they all end up joining the Legion of Supervillains later. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's the adult version, isn't it? Is that is that uh, is that uh, the adults? The you know who fight the adult Legion? Is that them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do fight as the adults, but then also remember the one where Karate Kid died? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that, yeah. That was like the big Legion of Supervillains stories, and by that time, these guys had joined. Right. Team. Okay, so, but it was funny because as the would-be Super Assassins are uh, let out through a maximum security corridor, there is one who hesitates and finally turns back, and I was like, oh, Block! Right, so this is basically where Block turns and switches sides. Um, yeah, and he he's a character that you generally don't care for, right? Uh, not much, but I thought it was interesting when I found out this bit of information about him. I, I wasn't aware of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't hate him. He's certainly not a favorite, put it that way. But I just didn't, I just didn't know that. I that's one of my joys when I read some of the old stuff, and I'm like, oh, I see what they did there, you know? Because like yeah. we're coming in sometimes. There's been so many decades of storylines that like it's not like you're following it that closely. But then every now and then you'll see the original thing, and you're like, oh, okay, or. A transitional point. I'm reading a lot of Spider-Man like that, where you're like, "Oh, I like what they did there." You know, um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're reading a story uh, and you take for granted that a character's like existed forever, mm. but then you read a story and you're like, "Well, this is the first appearance of yeah, like so you know on on the Dread show we did Judge Anderson." I was like, "Yeah, oh, there's Judge Anderson." Or like for example in Spider-Man, you know, Robbie Robertson, like the you know his son. I forget what his son's name is, but when he turns uh, up, Randy. And stuff, yeah, Randy. Yeah, and you're like, oh, there's Randy, you know. And you see the different variations of Randy through the years. It's just, you know, interesting. Like minor characters who kind of have their own little lives uh, inside bigger storylines, and how they have little character moments and everything. Yeah, and they might be like completely different uh, today yeah. than they were. Oh, yeah. back then. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, by the way, just turning yeah. the next page, I noticed that Princess Projector's outfit has suddenly got more of a boob window. Um, that it, had it does. Yeah, it's like she had a bit of a costume change during uh, during the panels. In fact, if you look at the hat, if you look at it's actually not a very flattering picture of her on page twenty or nineteen. Actually, if you look at the where where you've got Colossal Boy trying to hold, you know, pierce, you know, pump out the the um, sphere, and look at how she's like sort of squatting. Yeah, <laughs> she looks like she's like. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever watched The Office where? Uh... Uh, Dwight is like the dork of the office, and he gets stuck in an elevator. And the first thing he does is immediately go pee in the corner. It oh, kind really? of reminds me of that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> anyhow, yes, yes. Uh, anyhow, indeed. So um, then we have. Uh, how do you think that creature might react if he was suddenly confronted by his twin? I'm betting mad as blazes. So Princess Projection projects uh, her own, um, uh, you know, basically sort of snake thing, like the, this creature outside is. Then that snake uh, squeezes the um, sphere, which explodes it, um, which was cool. And um, I, I was actually pretty pretty surprised and impressed by that. And then you have Colossal Boy punch out the snake, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah. And Block... Um, is going to infiltrate. Uh, is he going to infiltrate? Or he's just going to assist, actually, uh, in in trying to uh, get get hold of the legionnaires who've been captured. 
Yeah, because his old group uh, worked with the Dark Man, and so that's how he knows a bit about him. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, nice artwork. Um, you see where Saturn Girl and Lightning Ladder chain gagged. <laughs> it's a pretty impressive uh, sort of like uh, constraints when you look at it. Um, but of course, yeah. Saturn Girl can still use her telepathic powers. Um, and uh, so, like, is it Lightless has made okay? We have made mental contact with Saturn Girl. They're locked in a cubicle on the third level. My anti-gravity power should have softened up the Dark Man in the Fatal Five. So if there were ever a moment for a three of us to attack, that moment is now. Um, and Block is definitely a part of that attack group, which is cool. Um, Timberwolf goes solo again, um, which sort of almost proves to be his undoing. He prefers to go it alone. Um, yeah, and so it's it's on. And then you see, congratulations, Legionnaire. You have entered my Sanctum Sanctorum. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm the Dark Man. Perhaps you know me by another name. And were you able to pick who that person was supposed to be, just from that image? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. But, I mean, I kind of already knew. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I didn't really realise, but it made sense that it's Tharok with with, with a full face. Yeah, um, Yeah, I guess for me, um, as a kid, the Legion was like the one thing that I was able to see a big run of. So oh. any kind of development like this, to me, I thought was like, the biggest deal you know yeah. whereas obviously your standard comic book fan like doesn't even know who much less the legion but uh therok is but to me i was like, <gasps> like yeah oh, like, this is well, big news god. in the comic world <laughs> you're like oh my god therok <laughs> yeah um How yeah, could but, you? but i guess it, it's it's big news in the context of this comic itself um yeah timberwolf goes up against him and gets absolutely, um, well, he, he puts up a bit of a fight, but then he gets trapped. His ankles get trapped. Um, and that, and unfortunately for Timberwolf, that's kind of like where he stays for a while then because he's sort of paying the price for going solo, for cutting a solo album, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, yeah. and yeah, have Lightlass. Why does he always have to run on a hill alone? When he block and I board the Dragon Bane after disabling her, we should have stayed together as a team. Uh, instead, we split up, and that error might cost us dearly. Um, and then she runs into uh, Emerald Empress. Um, there's a fight scene, and then she slips away. And you've still got um, Saturn Girl receiving Lightless's mental image, but she's too upset to receive my thoughts in return. She's worried about Bryn. Um, and then meanwhile, you have Block traipsing through the corridors. And it really is a pretty impressive um, uh, constraints they've put on Lightning Lad. And um, and Saturn Girl, um, you know, and then she makes a connection with Tharok, and she can kind of coerce him, can't she? She can kind of suggest to him the compulsion to break the mechanic manual override and shut down all power aboard the Dragon Bane, uh, which is interesting. So she can sort of have the power to do. It. I didn't realize she could force people to do things, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it's, I feel like it's not something that we see her do a whole lot. Yeah, it's like, where's that power, you know, most of the time, um, Saturn Girl? <laughs> yeah. You only bust it out. But, but it would God. make all the stories a bit easy if she could just do that all the time. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that, that was cool. Um, and then, basically, they come up, Colossal Boy, Shrinking Violet, etc., all come up out of the sea after escaping. Um, and then uh, they take a cruiser in Earth orbit, 
uh, and they're off to to find them. Um, I guess they're off to find them. Uh, block. Uh, who, who is it? Block Timberwolf and who's the other person? Block Timberwolf and someone else. I can't remember who. Um, Lightning Lad. Lightlass. Lightlass. Light yeah. Uh, and Lightlass is 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 herself doing pretty well here. She finds the computer room, um, and you know the, she basically then gets the whole origin story of Tharok. Him, the Dark Man, and the Dark Man. Yeah, and like, can you just take us through exactly what happened, man? Like with the Dark Man. Uh, take you through what happened, you say? Yeah, like th- this this origin, how the Dark Man was created. For for, for, for listeners, can you kind of because I was a bit baffled by what what actually happened. Like, yeah, yeah sure. So uh, basically, we already knew that Therok was a criminal and he was trying to steal some kind of nuclear device, and was shot at, which set off the device and vaporized half of his body. Um, the planet he comes from, they don't uh, uh, they don't believe in letting people die or the death penalty, so they put like an android on the other half. But meanwhile, they reveal that the scientist working in the lab took some of uh, he produced a clone of Therox's brain. Right. Um, but the brain tissue kind of grew by itself and has like mental powers. Uh, and it wow. turns into like a weird vine type thing. Yeah. But it makes the um, the scientist build the guy or build the clone a body. So it's basically so a basically clone of Tharok's brain, but gone a bit more crazy. Yeah, and he has some kind of um, some kind of powers where he can like melt people. Right. He okay. he is wow. all that is dark in the human spirit. Right. So he's like a super evil so, version of Tharok. His brain, like with extra, yeah. with extra powers, yeah. Pretty interesting. Um, I sense an opposing force in the cosmos, but to take my rightful place, I must neutralize that force. I'll create surrogates and use them to test those who would oppose me. Then when I have the measure of my opposition, I shall strike to destroy them. Um, And then he gets his hands on Lightlass. You see Timberwolf trying to escape. Block comes up. And he's like, Block, you wanted to kill Legionnaires when you served the Darkman as a super assassin. Well, you have your chance. Is that what you think of me, Timberwolf? I told you I was wrong to kill Legion, to want to kill Legionnaires, and I gave you my word I would help you find the Dark Man. I keep my word always, um, and so he he frees him, um, and then in comes the Fatal Five, comes in through the door, um, and they're like Mano gets rid of Lightning Lad's uh, constraints, um, and basically they're going to join up and help against the Dark Man. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and it's like, I see a darkness that pains you here in your mind. Let me seal that dark place. Thus, I can think again. I know my enemy, the dark man. He did this to me. He may be his slave. I know him, know who he is, and I will fight him. Um, so it's like, okay, so it's a marriage of convenience, and it's kind of pretty cool that you have the Fatal Five teaming up with the Legion members. Um, you know, pretty pretty classic moment. Yeah, for sure. And that's actually how they started out, if you remember the... Uh their first appearance, the Legion has to recruit like these five fatal five people to uh, yes. take on the Sun Eater. That is true. Yeah, back to their roots. Yeah, back to their roots of like the the the, cl- the classic moment where the villain has to become the friend for an episode, isn't it? It's a TV trope. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. and then basically, uh, you know, it starts to wrap up. There's there's lots of fighting going on, lots of fight scenes. Um, you can go into some more detail if you want. You have Timberwolf going crazy. 
Uh, telepathically controlled vines might menace others, but to me they're a mere annoyance. Annoyance, eh? Then how do you classify this attack? I'll show you the true power of the Dark Man. Um, and then <laughs> Block basically gets a tree and rips it out of the ground. And it says, and not even the world tree itself might long prevail. I was like, the world tree? Is this Thor? And they're like, and since this is not the world tree, but a mere hydroponically grown oak, it lasts about two seconds. Um, and it's pretty funny, actually. Just as Lucifer has denied the, was denied the heights of heaven, the Dark Man plunges downwards, screaming. Um, and, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, then you see Light Lass falling. Timberwolf does a massive um, kind of acrobatic thing uh, and saves her. Two lands softly in foliage, the third with less dignity in a soil vat. Um... And, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then you see the Dark Man and Tharok go at each other and basically they um, disappear. They were doppelgangers, identical twins, each with as much right to exist as the other. But put them together and I guess neither could exist. It's like, okay. Wow. Yeah, and it's it's like Mono that's telling us that. It's like, yeah. thank you for that deep uh, <laughs> explanation of those events, Mono. I didn't know you were yeah. so smart. Well, yeah, thanks, thanks, Mono. I mean, you, you're normally just a sort of irritant and uh, you know, bad guy, but here you've actually done some wrap-up duty, so well done. Um, <laughs> uh, I was also going to say, you mentioned Thor earlier. I also thought it was funny. Um, earlier on, he says uh, the Dark Man calls his headquarters there the Sanctum Sanctorum, which yes. is a Doctor Strange thing. I know, that was yeah. a sort of, yeah, I, I did notice. So that was very, like, you know, sort of shout-out to the competition. Um, yeah. Uh, also, I wanted to say... Um, this uh, Therok, him dying, that actually sticks for like uh, almost 15 years where we don't see him again. So, really? Wow, that surprises me. Yeah, because you'll remember the next time we see the Fatal Five, uh, maybe, maybe not the next time, but uh, during the Levitz run, mm. uh, they have those few other members. Um, yeah, yeah, I do remember. Was. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. And then they, they it all cuts back to Earth. Um, Colossal Boy's mum's won the presidency. Um and it's left a bit open uh, as to what the effects will be. He's like, yeah, but how is it going to affect me, I wonder? Um, and so then this toast of the future may be as bright as our hopes and dreams. Amen to that, Mum. And then Monel says, so say we all. So pretty yeah. decent storyline as far as I was concerned. I'd give it like a 7.5 out of 10. Um, enjoyable. You know? Yeah, I'm thinking like a 7. Uh, like I said, this is kind of a dip in the uh, quality of stories, I think, between some higher highs, but still, you know, really fun. Yeah, like, I mean, good good fun comic books, basically. Like, uh, now, I want to, uh, you, you can certainly take lead. The, the Substitute Heroes are your guys. I enjoyed all the Substitute uh, Hero storylines. I found they were a bit of a lighter read, and it was a bit of fun. Um, do you want to take oh, I'm a glad you liked them. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I did. And I'm glad that I've had exposure to them doing Legion Outpost. Because if I hadn't done the episodes that we've done where they've turned up, I would have been lost, if you know what I mean. Gotcha. But, uh, mm -hmm. but I've read enough Legion and seen these guys that I was completely at home. I know what they are. They're sort of like the loser team, you know, like the, the, the wannabe team, um, but they can rise to heights at times. And so... I enjoyed these, and I thought they were done in very good humor. Like there was, the, they definitely play up the humor element um, of the Legion. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it, the interesting thing about them is when they were first introduced, they were done completely straight. 
you know, mm. not humorous at all, even though it was such a silly concept. Mm. Um, and then these are actually like the only three real humorous takes they did on them. Uh, there was like one other story in the Tales of the Legion uh, that's kind of humorous, but mostly they are kind of treated kind of straight most yeah. of the time. But this is definitely a departure from that. Um, I think it And works. then also JMS does kind of a humorous take on them later on, which is something we'll have to do someday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, do you want to take us through the 1985 special yeah. first? Um, the Legion of Heroes, Sub- Sub- Legion of Substitute Heroes Special 1. Which was the which is the um, special now? Are, are these all done by Giffen and Levitz? The Secret Origins story was not done by Giffen and Levitz. Okay. It was done by Ty Templeton. Ah, right. Let me find that one real quick. Mm-hmm. I like the way they cross out superheroes and put substitute. You know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, this was one that my dad gave me uh, when I was a kid, and I always loved that. Uh, gimmick yeah and i think it's a cool, um, cool cover image too you know yeah it kind of took me a while to figure out what this thumb was supposed to be but i eventually figured out that somebody's camera. put their finger over the yeah. camera lens yeah it's like imperfect picture for an imperfect team you know yeah uh-huh. um yeah so this one will actually be the one that takes place the latest mm. or it takes place after the dc comics presents one just mm-hmm. to put that up front everyone yep um, but yeah, this is the Legion subspecial. First, we get a bit of a uh, recap on their origin, which I'm not going to get into because we kind of get into it with these other stories later sure. on. But it's you know essentially we know that the they were rejects from the Legion and they uh, started their own club. Yes. Um, and uh, this actually focuses on another one of my favorite Legionnaires, which is Matter Eater Lad, mm. who is now a senator on Bismol, and he. Um, He's sending for the subs to help him investigate something because they're about to like change to a computerized um, society. You know, they're, yeah, a computerized society, which you would think they'd already be at that point in the 30th century, but I guess they're a faraway planet. Yeah. Um, but basically, he's opposed to going computerized, but the rest of the world isn't. And he's like, uh, why are you being so paranoid about our new computers? Hmm. He's like, I don't know. But when I was serving in the Legion of Superheroes as Matter Eater Lad, I learned to trust my hunches. And deep down, I think we're on the verge of disaster. And it's something that you might not get. Kolu. He mentions Kolu. What happened on Kolu, doesn't he? Which is the Brainiac. Right, yeah. So, um, exactly. There's the computer tyrants of Kolu, but also if you don't recognize these robots that are surrounding them, the big yellow robots with green eyes, right? Those are Computo. Ah, right. Who was the Silver Age villain that Brainiac built and destroyed him? So the joke is kind of like, if you might not have got the joke, but it's like, well, I don't know, I just kind of got a hunch. Yeah. But the joke is that obviously these are going to be evil robots because they look exactly like the evil robot from the Silver Age. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I didn't realize that, but that, that is that is a good deep dive. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, and then we see a faraway sun, and there's this life that comes out of the sun, and we find out it's uh, this creature that was being summoned to... is being summoned by the computers on Bismol to aid them mm. in conquest. Mm. Um, and that's when we cut to the subs, and there's Chlorophyll Kid. He's a bit of a heavy guy, <laughs> and he's telling us about uh, the development of the planet Kolu and how they learn to um, 
how they learned to uh, start eating whatever, or they mm. developed uh, stomachs that could digest anything because everything on their planet that was organic became poisonous. So, um, and then so it, basically they could eat, like I'm looking at a desk, I could eat the desk, but I couldn't eat like a plant. Is that right? Well, I would say not a desk if the desk is made out of wood. Good right? point. Okay, yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they can eat anything, I guess, like manufactured. Um, but uh, they also developed these controls where you have like a weight control because they don't want people eating like everybody's stuff, I guess, essentially. Yeah, just going crazy. Yeah, so you, there's, yeah, exactly. There's, you can't be too heavy on this planet, basically. Right, exactly. Um, but then we have our legionnaires, and they're getting ready to go on the mission. Um, we can see we have uh, Stone Boy, who mm. can turn to stone. Porcupine Pete, who shoots porcupine needles. Uh, Fire Lad, Chlorophyll Kid, Polar Boy, Infectious Lass, mm. and Color Kid. Uh, Night Girl had kind of moved on at this point. Uh, we kind of find out she was a little embarrassed of the subs. Yeah. And... Uh, Porcupine Pete and Infectious Lass are newer members who we saw get rejected right around the time that uh, Wildfire joined up. Yep. Anyway. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we find out that Color Kid accidentally got turned into a girl because <laughs> that was funny. of Infectious Lasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Polar Boy's not too happy with him. Like, no, he's like super why pissed. Why today? Yeah, like, is it yeah. really that big a fucking deal? Like, does it interfere with their powers? You know, but I guess... Yeah, he, he doesn't let it go, though. He's co he's constantly harping on about it all issue. Like, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I think that's just part of the uh, what makes them so humorous is the fact yeah. that, you know, you could just move on and not make a big deal out of it, but instead... Yeah, they um, they can't help themselves, can they? These these laser substitute heroes, they're sort of like... They're a bit of a clown troop in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then we see Gigi Cusimano, who we've seen before. She's a, a science police officer. Yep, and I'm She's getting better reassigned. now because I totally recognize her. I'm like, oh, that's her. Yep. Uh, who, which Legionnaire does she have the relationship with later on? Is it is it Ultra Boy? Uh, no, this one, uh, Sun Boy. And Sun they Boy. actually say in here that she got reassigned because uh, she had a run-in with Sun Boy. Right. And uh, that's why she got reassigned to the subs. Um, there's also Siobhan, who she has a relationship with Element Lad. Gotcha. Okay, about. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah and then we see uh, we're back on Bismol, and we see a couple other uh, reject legionnaires. This is um, Eiffel Ethel and Tusker, <laughs> who these guys actually go on later in the, uh, in the Earthman story with Superman and the Legion of Stor uh, Superheroes. Yeah. They're members of the Justice League of Earth in that story. I don't know if you remember that one. Well, I, I remember the but, story. I don't remember them that happening to them, but wow, okay, that's a big upgrade for them. Yeah, they look very different in that story where he's like big and buff, and yeah, she's like sexy and yeah. But anyway, right, so completely, completely um, different sort of uh, stylistic choice for them, for sure. Um, I also don't really understand. They say here that they're serving, they're trying to get into the Legion of Supervillains, right? Um, and he said, Tusker, he said, Tusker, couldn't he have said Legion of Substitute Villains? It's kind of funny to think that they'd have a Legion of Substitute Villains as well. <laughs> um, so this might tie in with that eye for an eye story where they're rebuilding the Legion of uh, yeah. Supervillains. Yeah, I'm not yeah, really yeah. sure. Cool. 
Um, it is funny. Uh, Chlorophyll Kid was, was kind of making me laugh. Just his design, just how he looks. It's sort of funny. He's got like that hoodie on with like sort of like the leaves on it. Yeah, yeah, he's got, uh, yeah, the leaves on his head. It's almost like a medieval jester's outfit, like what he's wearing, like a jester's hat. For sure, uh, yeah, and uh, um, Giffen really leaned into uh, making them look pretty silly. Giffen does the art here, I should say. Yeah, 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 and, and I think that's uh, a good choice too. You know, I actually think that was a was it was it was a, was a wise choice. Because yeah, sure. it's, it's a comedy, it's, it's a comedy special. You know, it's it's a comedy special. It's a light-hearted comedy special. It's not to be taken yeah. too seriously. Mm-hmm. I liked that color. Yeah, and then... Color kid was turned into this girl, and it's just like um, we get a really important mission. Even a science police liaison officer, and she's like grown, and you change gender without even knowing why. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Like, why me? Why me? Uh, and uh, they also, on the pages before that, they used the planet selector machine, mm. which is something that the Legion actually used back in the Silver Age. But in this instance, they're trying to pick who's going to like land the cruiser or something, yeah. and it hits Porcupine Pete, and he gets knocked out. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it is good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, base uh, we get the reveal that the person that's working with the computers is Pulsar Stargrave. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a significant character because back in the 70s or 80s, Brainiac 5 went crazy and was basically working under his command. Um, and the reveal was at the time that this is the original Brainiac. Right. Or either that or Brainiac 5's dad or something like that. Right, okay. I, re- I remember the name. We the, kind of find out. The name rings a bell. He's definitely been in something that we've read because the name rang a bell with me. Well, you know what you probably remember him from is... Um, Later on, it's established, his origin is established in the L-E-G-I-O-N book. Right, okay, yeah. Okay. In that very first arc when uh, the Vreldox of the 20th century takes down the computer tyrants of Kolu, right. they all get put into this body, and that's who that is. That must be what I'm remembering. I, I just remember the name, that was all, Stargrave, because it kind of rings a, you know, it's a quite a good name, rings a bell. Yeah. Yep, uh, so he's there. Uh, Matter Eater Lad's going to start trying to take them down as the... Oh, yeah, Matter Eater Lad comes in on page 17 and takes a big bite out of his nose. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and he's pretty pissed off. Um, so here uh, I get to part two. Yes. And the Legion of Substitute Heroes get stuck and they can't... Uh, I think everything loses power from Pulsar Stargrave. So the entire planet of Bismol lost power. Gets shut down. And this ship that the subs are on, they can't get back to the planet. Yep. That's exactly right. Poor old subs, man. Like, forever running into into trouble. You know? Like, and, and I've got to say, keep giving on art duties. I, I enjoy it. I think it, he's very much got his own style, but I think Legion fans, I can see why they would have responded to it. Because once you like his style and get into it, it's very... um. It's sort of addictive. I really thought was funny here, and I and I do love. I I am I have a weakness for breaking the fourth wall, and when they've got the letter from Paul Levitz to Keith Giffen copying in Karen Berger about them getting down to the planet. Um, I thought, yeah, I that, thought was funny. that was hilarious, and then it cuts to each one of them arriving on the planet and sort of cutting out the discussion. 
And then it goes back to them saying, well, I don't know how we got here, but we got here. <laughs> it's just, I thought it was really fun <laughs> and clever, you know, like, and the letter's funny. It's like, enough's enough, Kevin. I know we agreed you would break up a story from a rough plot outline and work out most of the details. After all, you're the one with a sense of humour. But there's no way I can dialogue a story that isn't going anywhere. Get them the blazes down to the planet Bismol already so you, we can get on with the issue. And while you're at it, could we, you please leave some space so I can give some background info on this crew? So it's pretty cool, you know. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it is pretty it was, cool. I thought and, it was um, fun. There's also the editor's note later that says, the following transitions are a convenience of the writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically, yeah. we don't know how they got down there. They don't know how they got down there, but it doesn't matter. We're just moving on. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know what? Uh, like, for, for a book like this, which have a bit of a sense of humor and yet still tell a good story, I mean, good for them for doing this kind of thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, and I think it's helped by Paul being involved. Sometimes if... Keith is working by himself, or if he's working with the wrong co-writer, yeah, it, it can be a little hard to follow. Yeah, I can imagine that. You know, um, did he do the ambush bug one? Was that Keith Giffen as well? Uh, that was Keith and Paul. Yeah, yeah, because I, I thought that was a very good one as well. Like, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Like, yeah, um, yeah. But... I'm pleased that you liked it. Um, yeah. For the listeners, I was just going to say real quick that the these three sub stories that we're doing are something that I wanted to make sure that we did if we never if it ever got to the point where we couldn't continue with the outpost. Sure. This was something I wanted to make sure we did. That'd but, be a sad day yeah. if we had to close the outpost down. Wow. Yeah. What, what you know, we'd have to be yeah, taken just out in case by ever a yeah. judge dread future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They shut down. We keep Dread or Dead going just as the last survivor, but but like Legion Outpost gets wiped out by the Dark Judges or something, you know? Well, we... <laughs> yeah, and comic books are banned and all that. Yeah, yeah, Dread's uh -huh. like stalking us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so basically the, all the subs get uh, beamed down to Earth and they're all in different uh, scenarios. Mm. So Fire Lad accidentally catches uh, fire to a forest, which gets him in trouble. Yep. Stone Boy is hibernating and is just kind of upside down, <laughs> crashed yes. down on the planet. Pretty funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um uh, Pulsar Stargrave is trying to kill Matter Eater Lad, but mm -hmm. he eats his way through the, the ground when he tries to vaporize him. Mm. Um, Color Kid gets stuck into a uh, incinerator system. Yep, a laser uh, cannon. It... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Chlorophyll Kid gets abducted by the calorie patrol. Yeah, for being too he's fat. Too heavy. Yeah, beyond his mall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Poor old, poor old um, we Chlorophyll have, Kid. Uh, Gigi. Yeah, what happens yeah, to her? Oh, she, she. No, I was just saying, what happens to her? But she, she, um, is like things couldn't get much worse, and then this massive monster appears to to eat her. Yeah, yeah, mon like a giant sea monster. Yeah, fish. yeah, 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 like crazy big monster. Um, which then, I, I appreciate just for the scale of it. I thought it was kind of cool to yeah, see. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. You see how small she is in comparison. Yeah, uh, Porcupine Pete. I thought this was pretty funny. He. Um, lands like right in front of where Pulsar Stargrave is and he mm. gets smashed down into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, Quills, I've got to use my, my quills. And then Pulsar Stargrave has already walked away and he goes, take that. And he shoots him out into the sky. Yeah, it's uh, totally missing anything at all. Um, then you go to yeah. Polar Boy. Polar Boy's got a little uh, little piece of the action here. Um yeah, and he's landed right under, right over top of where Matter Eater Lad comes out of the ground, and he says, "How did you eat through the ground? I thought it was poisonous." And he says he had to spit it out the whole way through. Poor guy. 
So yeah. <laughs> and they're waiting on Stoneboy, Stoneboy, aren't they? Because Stoneboy is in the ground. Is that right? He's wedged in the ground. Uh, he's upside down. Yes. Uh, somewhere, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then above Bismol, you've got um, Infectious Last going, where did everyone go? One minute they're here, the next I'm alone, as if I was in quarantine. How'd they do that? And where are they now? Which is obviously a shout-out to the um, way that they did the, you know, they sort of did a cut to, a, sort of a cut jump to where they were all going to be uh, appearing. And then you've got, like, an actual map, like an atlas, and you can see them all. Yeah, and the one that I liked was um, Officer Kuzimano says, practicing science police survival training. Yeah. As we know, she's about to be devoured by a giant fish. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. And then we've got, uh, this is humiliating to have been re- recalled to life in this mechanical form on this of all planets. Perhaps I should simply die. Like, he's really pissed. He's come to Bismol and he's kind of like in this, almost like a Brainiac style, isn't it? Like, it's very close to the Superman's Brainiac style, actually, how he looks. Yeah, I mean, that was supposed to be the hint, was that, hey, maybe this is Brainiac. Yeah, right. I think they've decided it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it, it's just, it's almost like a, could be a fake flag, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a similar kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then you've got uh, the tusks happening. Uh, so who does he hit with the tusks there? Is that, um, does he hit... Um, who does he hit with the Tusker? Tusks? He like Tusker puts his tusks through Pulsar Stargrave, and then uh, Pulsar Stargrave vaporizes them and mm. shocks him or whatever, mm. and it takes out uh, Tusker and Eiffel Ethel. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "I'm sorry, mummy." <laughs> yeah. Who who barely seem like they were important for the story. Like I'm not really sure why they were there, except for that they're loser just, characters that they probably thought would be funny. Just a bit of fun, I think. I I, th- I think yeah. he's like I am tired and insulted by this day. I didn't ask to return in this foolish body on this foolish planet, or to be humiliated by being attacked by mortals. If I must destroy this planet, utterly be free. I, and then um, uh, what happens then? Uh, they go to um, I'm just. Trying to work it. What actually happened? News report, to... right? Yeah, they go to a news report. Uh, they go to the news report, and we find out that uh, Mad Reader Lad took Stone Boy's stone body up over top of Pulsar Stargrave and oh, pushed him off the ledge, right. which cut yeah. him in half. And that's the crash symbols. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, that came down. And then you see it goes down, shattering the circuits already weakened by the intense cold polar joy projected. Got you. Right. And then it just totally decimates that guy's face. And normal life on Bismol's return. Happy evening and happy eating from Gribble Whip. And now a message from our sponsor, which I like as well. They they tie in sort of like ads and stuff, you know, to the... Yeah, the Gork Mix. Yeah, like, you know... Your, like The food your pet will love. Yeah, they've got a lot of cool things. What is that? Is that um, Prody, the little guy that's giving the sort of narration and we're singing at the start? Is that who that's supposed to be? What? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Do you like that pick up from me? I thought I did pretty well there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got you. Prody down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wanted to say too, uh, with the Matter Eater Lad and Polar Boy team up we see here, mm-hmm. um, later on in the Five Years Later stuff, they kind of get back to this kind of tone mm. with Matter Eater Lad where he's basically like a like an ambush bug or like a Deadpool-type character. Right. And they have a lot of fun adventures together, which uh, I really like. That's pretty cool. Well, you know what? I'm going to give this issue an eight, an eight out of ten. I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun, like 
good issue, and I, I was very invested. I had, a, I had a good time with this one. Awesome. Yeah, I'm happy you liked it. I knew, like, the um, Five Year Later stuff wasn't your thing, and I felt like this might be too similar to that, so I wasn't sure if you'd like it. You know what? Um, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Eight and a half. You know, with Five Year Later, I, I started to get it. It was just a, such a radical change. It, it's not my style of comic, firstly. But it was just so radically different from the other Legion stuff that I was really struggling to even enjoy it as a Legion fan, if you know what I mean. It wasn't just that it was weird. It was just, it was so much weirder than what I was used to from Legion. By the end of it, of that trade that we did, like we did a fairly decent-sized trade, I was starting to get it a bit more, you know? Yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, it's not, uh, it's it's kind of like, uh, advanced, I guess, like not yeah. like, and you, you need a lot of legion knowledge to really follow it. I feel like, um, yeah, it was it my... was to me almost a bit self indulgent, you know, like it was a bit. Sometimes I know writers really sort of are almost there. It's almost like inside baseball, you know, you really had to know your legion stuff, and also it wasn't told in a very coherent fashion. So those two things combined. I was kind of like, wow, I could do with a bit more sort of exposition and, uh, you know, context here, was what I was thinking. Yeah, I could agree with that. I would almost compare it to this one, how this story is wrapped up with the news report. Yeah. I feel like that's what a lot of the five-year-later stuff is, is where it's like story, story, story. Uh, and now here we're going to wrap up the story with uh, like a science police report or something. Yeah, no, you're um, right. And it, it makes it kind of hard to follow. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, but... Oh, look, I'm always, always willing to go back and, and, and continue where we left off, and I'd probably read the last couple of issues of what we read before just to get my feet again. But um, this is definitely more my preference. Um, now, cool, yeah. Oh, so, I actually, one yeah. last line I wanted to point out that I liked was they show the status of all the Legion, or the subs at the end. Yeah. Uh, and the officer, Kuzimano, once says, expunged from the record of an otherwise honorable officer. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, Polar Boy, meanwhile, says, maybe the Substitute Heroes wasn't such a good idea after all. And I think this is the last time we see him before he actually joins the team um, right. in about a year. Wow. Okay, and you saw that Fireboy was arrested for arson? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it burns down like uh, acres of... Yeah, and uh Orphil kid is stuck jogging, trying to lose weight. Yeah, I know. It's good now. Um, so you gave it an eight point five, did you? Yeah, and I gave it an eight. Now I'll take us through quickly. Um, DC Comics presents fifty nine, which was an ambush bug story. Now I want to say up front um, that I really, actually believe this was a really fun, good story. I'm going to give it an eight point five out of ten. I, I don't know a lot about Ambush Bug, but I am falling in love with this character. Um, he is almost like Deadpool awesome. before Deadpool, you know? Like, For sure. You know, it's just a fun storyline with Superman and a kind of old-fashioned Superman, kind of almost a bit grumpy, um, who basically... Yeah, pre-crisis. Pre-crisis Superman who's going through space and time and he's stuck with Ambush Bug who's annoying him. Um and I, I didn't really even understand what Ambush Bug's powers were, but apparently he can just teleport everywhere. I always thought it was more like magic, but it, but it's, it's technically got a reason, but it's very close to magic uh, in, in, in its effect. Like, you just kind of can't beat him. And he, he tells the Legion Substitute Heroes, can they keep him in prison while he goes to the 40th century? Then they, their prison is not working. They put him in a fish tank. 
and just hijinks after hijinks. And, and I honestly would say, if you were like to, to giving some fun comics to, to a reader, like just for a fun read, this would be right up there. I, I found this was a real pleasure to read, like all the hijinks, wrapping, wrapping him in the cape. Superman doesn't have the cape, the whole issue. And just Ambush Bug just constantly escaping, constantly causing havoc, uh, going to the museum, um, breaking the fourth wall, like, you know, talking about Return of the Jedi. Like, there's just so much going on. It's busy, but in the funnest way. Um, what did you think of this storyline? Oh yeah, I loved it, and uh, the incompetence of the the subs where they keep him in a, a fish tank because they don't want to tell him that their cells were yeah. being renovated. Uh, Stone Boy sends the whole story like stuck in the ground, and Fire Lad and Chlorophyll Killer trying to get him out without breaking his head off. Yeah, um, and then the other thing I really liked was, uh, well, first off, we have Porcupine Pete and uh, Infectious Lass have now joined the subs. This is the first time being with the subs. Mm-hmm which we see in the other one, but also we have the auxiliary, the Legion of Substitute Heroes auxiliary members, which yeah. would be the doubleheader yeah. and antenna lad. So, yeah. It, it is funny. I, yeah, when I thought it was a like, lot of fun. It's, it's funny when, when he says they're going to call them up and it's like, really? Like, it's not even like the, the Substitute Heroes. It's like their farm team, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I want to give this one a nine. I really loved it. Yeah, it's it, it's a lot of fun. Like, it's almost one of those storylines that you can't do justice to by describing it panel by panel. I can only say that I thought Ambush Bug was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure he's a limited doses guy. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's limited doses to, to you know really enjoy him. But I I dug it. I thought it was really really fun storyline. And um and I'm giving it. What what did I say? Have I given my score already? Um, I think it's at eight and a half. Yeah, and I'll stick with eight and a half. And I'm even tempted to go higher because I enjoyed it so much. But regardless, um, it, it's it's one that I think Legion fans w- would enjoy. And again, I was thinking this as I was reading it. Like, they do this thing now at Marvel and DC where like, oh, you can't do single-issue storylines. It disrupts the trade. And it's like, why can't you have a five-parter and then put a one-parter on the end of it and have a nice six-part trade? Like, it's quite possible, you know? Oh yeah, I agree. like it, I agree. it's like uh, you, you can't do it. I'm like really, or you just don't want to do it. Like, um, yeah, I, I I thought this was a great one parter, and um, it was it was fun to read. Uh, one thing I'll warn you about is if you get into the ambush bug series, like his own series, yeah, they're very much like the five years later stuff, where it's like kind of hard to follow. Sure, yeah, that doesn't surprise. Opinion. It doesn't surprise me, man. Yeah. Like, but look, uh, I'm sure a little bit goes a long way, if you know what I mean. Like, it's one of those scenarios yeah, for where, sure. um, I look, I, yeah. I just enjoyed it. Um, wrapping up, we had The Secret Origins, which was just, was a double parter with Legion Super Substitute Heroes and Dr. Light. We only did the um, the first part. Do you want to Subs. take us through it? And it was, yeah, The Substitute Heroes. It was very much the um, <laughs> chloroform, chloroform Kids origin, which I was, was kind of almost like depressing origin, really. Like, um, uh, yeah. And um, so, uh, this one is by Ty Templeton, written and drawn. Um, yeah, but yeah, he he's kind of a loser back on his home planet, and so much of a loser that he. And, I, and I'm trying to get through this quicker because I think you probably need to get going, don't you? No, no, it's fine. Go, go for it, man. Oh. Um, but yeah, he, he's such a dummy that he thinks he's in the hot tub, but really it's danger chemicals, um, where he ends up spending the night in some chemicals that give him plant powers. He yeah. can 
either make planes grow slower or faster. <laughs> and then he goes to join the Legion of Superheroes, and that's where he sees this other character called Estimate Lad, and his job is that he estimates things. I loved Estimate but Lad. I loved him. estimates aren't correct, you know. No, they're, they're, are, are they sort of close, but not quite 100%, right? Yeah, that seems to be the case. Mm, pretty funny. Um, yeah, so the... the Basically, they get rejected. Uh, Polar Boy comes out actually first, and he's been rejected, and he gets a flight belt. Stone Boy also was rejected. Um, Chlorophyll Kid comes in and tells him about his powers, and the first thing that uh, Chameleon Boy says is, "Or you can make plants grow faster or slower. Very good. What size flying belt do you wear? And he's asking him that because yeah, they yeah. give all the rejects a flying belt. Yeah, str- straight away, <laughs> um, he's like, this guy's not Legion material. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do want to compliment the art. I think the art is great. Um, very, uh, I, I would consider it like cartooning. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. And like Night Girl, uh, who they've got, like my dad is a scientist on my home planet of Cathoon. He gave me super strength by exposing me to Vita Rays when I was younger. I was sort of famous heroin on Cathoon, but I mostly lifted up big rocks. And there's like her going, who up? <laughs> Yeah, there's a bit of a, a retcon here where they say that she went by the name Strength Girl. Right. Because obviously, if she knew that she only had her powers at night, then, you know, she didn't know that, so she wouldn't have called herself Night Girl Yeah, that's originally. a good point. So yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're talking about getting together to form their own group. Uh, there's a lot of funny banter between them. Um, but basically, they try to help people, and every time, it's like the Legion already helped them. Yep, or the science um, police, either one. You know, it's like they, they're, exactly, con- they're yeah. constantly, and, you know, hammered. Yeah, and they have this headquarters in the cave. I feel like at one point they said that their headquarters was in the same cave that the Justice League's headquarters was in, but I could Oh, in Happy sure. Harbor or whatever. That, is yeah. That, is that the one? So there you go. There's a Justice League callback from Dave. Um, old Happy well Harbor. Thank you. Um, yeah, but like <laughs> that's their... That's their um, Biggest claim to fame that they've done the they've done the um the the cave. It's their best thing they've done. <laughs> yeah, it's about the only thing they've done. Um, Who doesn't love a good hideout though? But yeah, the, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you got the bad cave, you got the fortress of solitude, you got exactly. the Legion clubhouse. Exactly. The rocket, um, but the they rocket try ship to help us, the, the ro- Legion a few times, and yeah. they get. Oh, go ahead, dude. I was just gonna say the rocket ship. I mean, who could forget the rocket ship? You know. Yeah, classic. Classic. Um, But yeah, so basically, uh, yeah, they're trying to help the Legionnaires, and the Legionnaires are very dismissive. They're getting in the way, Uh uh, and they get kind of disheartened, and I think several of them quit, except for Polar Boy and Chlorophyll Kid, Uh who Chlorophyll Kid realizes that these acorns that are being dropped by the ships that the Legionnaires are fighting are actually invaders, Uh um, and they take out the, the... the one invader and then they're like well we better trace these ships back to the home planet and take out all these other um uh these acorns yes um so they're actually able to grow all the acorns into uh the live creatures so they're not easily transported and this is where my question is because i was i was so i got that they did that well, look at that. They create them, the wall, destroy all the weapons just so they plan to wreck Earth. After this lesson, they won't threaten Earth again. And they're all congratulating themselves. And then on the news, it seems like what happened? Somebody in the Legion of Superheroes 
trace these robot ships that have been attacking back to a planet in the Zaton star cluster. The planet was last co- was just covered in these half-dead creatures. They look like treatment, I guess. Thank the stars these creatures had no weapons or any kind of organisation. As it was, they almost overwhelmed us by sheer weight of numbers. Um, it, it was brutal, horrible. So they weren't dead, and when they when the Legion superheroes came to fight them, they they were actually harder because they were bigger. Is that am I right in saying that? Uh, that well, yeah. I mean, the joke I guess is that the subs, not knowing after they thought they saved the day, almost yes. nearly killed all the legionnaires, right? Yeah. yeah, that's 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 how I read it. So it was it, it's kind of a joke that like they they're patting themselves on the back, and at the same time it's like yeah, and still really like they were actually causing a problem. Um, but, yeah, which I, I yeah. found kind of funny, especially yeah. the, the dramatic delivery from Sunboy. Yeah, yeah. If only there like, hadn't yeah. been so many of them, like, they're traumatized from this experience. Yeah. No, it was cool. Like, uh, it was a, a really fun... It's a fun little issue. It's probably my least favourite out of all of them because I just think it was... Maybe I'd, I'd read them all and I was just, like, a bit over it by that point, but I, I'd give it a yeah. 7 out of 10. Um, my favourite was Ambush Bug. Closely followed by, um, I felt the Jerry Conway story was very solid, but Ambush Bug was my favourite. Like I loved that one, um, and this one was just cool. was just a nice little sort of Secret Origins one. You know, I wasn't expecting too much, and it was fun. You know, um, but overall, a really entertaining um, series of stuff we've done for the for, for the podcast this week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say this one is. It's very much an update of the actual original story from, what, Adventure Comics 305 or 306. Right. It's very similar to that. So that's why I kind of like it, because it takes that story and makes it, like, more interesting and funny. Fleshes and so for out. me, I, I rate I rate all these sub-stories probably like an eight and a half or nine. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. It is good. You know, it's, it's good. It's good stuff. I mean, and I'm glad we've done them, because I know that you're a big, you know, you're, you're heavy into them. So it's kind of like it must be a nice one to cross off the list to get on the outpost. Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Now, I do want to suggest, uh, listeners, please, if you have suggestions for Legion stuff for us to do on our post, we're always happy to get suggestions. Um, the Darkman storyline was a suggestion by Michael Kellersham. Um, and, and we'll always, you know, we are going to try to do this more regularly. Look, we, we're both busy, but um, we always are getting a show out per month and sometimes more. Um, yeah. And so, look, if you could support Signal of Doom and Legion Outpost and patreon.com slash Signal of Doom, if you, anything you can do to support the show for as little as $1 per month really helps uh, basically the hosting fees for the show, the costs of running the show. It really does help and lets us do more uh, of these episodes, which we love doing. Do you agree, Adam? For sure, yeah. We love, we love the Legion here at Outpost. We sure do. Now, do you have... Because I'm flying blind. I, I'm guided by you, man. Like... Do you have like another another you know sort of storyline in mind that you might want to do for next outpost? Um, you know, we'll see how you know we're feeling or you're feeling. Sure. Um, but I'm one thing sure. that I thought would be kind of cool to hit would be, uh, and you might make fun of me here, but the Mark Wade early three boot stuff. Okay, I mean, I bought it at the time. Um, I I bought it in singles when it came out. I remember I I enjoyed it. Okay, yeah, because from time to time, I feel like you like to take shots at it. So I no, sure I, li- I, I like to take shots it. at Mark Wade himself, like yeah. uh, like Mark Wade with his like you know 
kind of more modern stuff. No, Mark Wade's writing in general, I, I think, is very strong. Like just in general, like um, yeah, extremely strong writer. Yeah, no, I'd be I'd be happy to that. That'd be a change of pace. So that's after Abdon and Lanning, isn't it? Yeah, just after them. Yeah. No, I I bought I would have bought his entire run in singles because 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 I, I got into it at the tail end of their run, and I and I bought his entire run because he did about thirty issues or so, didn't he? Something like that. Are you saying Wade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. about thirty. Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was picking it up. Um, yeah, no, I'd be happy to do that. And um, we are going to have Richard on at some point soon, and we're going to be doing um, the, the what is it, Secret Origin um, of a Legion. Um, so we'll, um, you know, yeah, 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 yeah we'll, do, we'll do that one relatively soon. That might be next time. It might be the time after. But please, listeners, if you have any suggestions, feel free. We, we'll put them all into the rotation, so they will come up. Um, yeah, but we we dig our legion, and when do we have a date of when this um, before the darkness volume two comes out, Adam? Is there is there a, is there a release date? Um, I think sometime next month. I think it got pushed back with the shortages. Right. Yeah, the shortages. But yeah, it's coming soon. Damn shortages, man! I'm worried about my question omnibus. That's for sure. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah, yeah. Lucky I got that. Just uh, hopefully, you know, free. they just they don't cancel anything. Hopefully, they would just yeah. delay it. But I guess we'll see. Got to play the long game, man. Got to play the long game. Yeah. You know. Where's my, like where's my? Where's my? Uh... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say the new date for Before the Darkness is January 25th. Okay. All right. And I was going to say, DC, get on the Hitman trades as well. We need those. You know? For sure, yeah. Or, you know, do those compendiums that we love so Ooh. much now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Starman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great-looking book. Just sitting it. Oh, I'm looking great. at it on my shelf, and just the spine of it is just yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. I totally agree. Well, look, on that note, I want to say thank you and good night.